welcome to Basically an Expert. This is the first episode of Basically an Expert. We are about to be talking to Yasha Ektafai about the escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. And the way that this show works is we talk to normal people who are just really interested or know a lot about something. It's going to be a great time. Per the name, as you can probably guess, Yasha is not an expert. I am not an expert on anything that we're talking about today. That's the whole point of the show. This episode does involve a bit of harsh language. So if you're sensitive to that and cussing, this might not be the episode for you. On top of that, these first couple episodes, audio and editing wise, are a bit rough. So (laughs) hang in there. It's going to get better. I promise in the later episodes. It gets better. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Yasha. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I guess we'll start with like why this race is so freaking famous is because if you Google like, I don't know, top triathlons to do in your lifetime or something, this one always comes up. And I think it's like, first of all, it's a pretty sick scene. Like you have the Bay Bridge during like your bike and your run, right? Also your swim. Like it's just there. The Golden Gate the, Bridge. Yeah, the Golden My Gate. My bad. Yeah. Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> your girl's from Texas. Um, And then... Also, obviously, Alcatraz, like the island, super sick, but Um, it's also crazy hard. And I feel like that's like why it's so famous because there's a lot of races in like really pretty places, right? But like this one's hell. It's very brutal. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the what are the distances again? Uh, There's a 1.5 mile swim from basically next to Alcatraz to the bay to the yacht club, which is near the Palace of Fine Arts. And then after you get out of the swim, there's like a half a mile-ish run to the transition area. And then, <laughs> Does it get from the swim? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's, it's a half, and it's like on pavement. So when you're running, uh, they do have like, I'll talk about it later. It's brutal <laughs> on your feet. And then once you get to transition, then there's a, uh, I think it's like an 18-mile bike ride. And then uh, there's a eight-mile run after also like such weird distances i will say like i've done a half iron man and the swim was nearly as long as my half iron man like it was so weird i think the vibe of the race is like they're not really following a mold but they're just trying to create as iconic of an experience as they can for the racers and that includes like just hitting a bunch of like really iconic points yeah scenic (laughs) points but also having it be like, I guess, challenging. So. Fair enough. Yeah, because that's what it's known for. And like the thing that blows my mind is the swim. I mean, it's all hard, right? I guess we'll go through like every part. But like the swim for me is nuts. But okay, yeah. wait, I guess first, before we get into like your experience, I think the history of this race is actually so cool that <laughs> because... Uh, it's basically uh, inspired by these three dudes that actually escaped Alcatraz. They were like the only three that, well, okay, I guess successfully is debated, but they did escape. They like weren't recaptured. Um, and I don't know, Yasha, do you know this? The the story? Yeah. I just heard that they escaped like at night, right? And I thought they were captured, but you were telling me earlier that they actually escaped? Yeah, no. Okay, so... I'm on like the FBI's website. Okay. 
That's his incredible source. <laughs> or at least it's called FBI.gov. I don't know how easy it is to forge a government website. But I hope, not. I hope it's not easy. <laughs> right. Um, but okay, but, so they have this whole they have a really cool like breakdown and like images and stuff if you want to like check out like all the details. But basically there are these three dudes, John Anglin, his brother Clarence Anglin, and then this other guy, Frank Morris, that escaped from Alcatraz. I don't know if I'm like <laughs> making them seem super cool, but like their their crimes are like robbery and burglary. They're not like I don't know. They don't seem they didn't like kill anyone. Yeah, they don't seem like they killed anyone or did anything like super heinous. It was just like stealing. Um, and they were like cracking down on crime or something. Anyway, so they've like tried to escape from other prisons before. So they all got put on this like crazy island prison. Um, that's um, like that's surrounded by water obviously that's like freaking freezing and then also like crazy waves and currents and like there's like insane watchtowers and they're like checked in on 12 times a day Uh, anyway they like make this they like take the grates out of their out of their cells and they like go to this little room that i guess is like i don't know concealed and they make rafts like they make a raft that's like six feet by 14 feet <laughs> what the hell how they wow they made it out of like raincoats or something and they make like a makeshift paddle out of like wood and <laughs> they have a like makeshift life vest and they made like this like straw situation wow. to like they blow it all up life vest while wow, they're safe about this <laughs> literally it says like on this website it says like stolen or donated like raincoats they had more than 50 raincoats oh my god to make the preservers in six by 14 foot rubber raft which i think is wild because i don't know i wouldn't be donating my raincoat to some random guy who's like no escape bro (laughs) yeah yeah, i have no clue how they got that that's crazy i commend them for that effort I feel like that alone, just like, how do you steal 50 of anything in prison? I don't you know. Gotta have clout. You gotta have clout. They must have crazy clout. <laughs> in the street the- cred. Yeah, the street cred. They're and like, Alcatraz. You gotta-, you gotta give it to these three, dude. They'll, yeah. they'll beat you up. Must be nuts. Um, There was also a fourth dude, but he like <laughs> didn't make it out in time or something. His like great wasn't, didn't come off in time or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, they get on the boat and like put sail towards Angel Island, which is actually the opposite direction of where the race goes but i think it's more dangerous but obviously like less populated so better for an escape worse for a triathlon and Um, they like don't know what happened to them like the plan i guess from the fourth dude was they were supposed to like steal a car and some clothes and like run away but like nobody knows so anyway that's the history which I just think is really cool. I don't know. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I'm glad I know now. Yeah, feel free to <laughs> read the whole story if you want. But I basically summed it up. But anyway, so the swim. Insane, right? And potentially deadly because we don't know if they even made it through the swim. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they didn't even swim. It was more like a raft situation. Right, and even on the raft, they were like, it's likely that they didn't make it. Yeah, I could see why okay so talk about it how was your how was your race how was the swim uh i think um so they i think they we were a bit we were a gaslit of it as athletes <laughs> because uh 
I've also looked at some other like YouTubers talking about the race and it seems like people agree that um so on the day before the race there was like an athlete meeting and we were told that the currents were way more intense this year uh, and, and they said a result of that is that they expect that people will finish quickly right currents I, like in your favor currents yeah. going where you want to go exactly you just ride them to the end like there's talks that'll be like 15 minutes long or whatever and uh basically what happened was that that it was the opposite like the swim took longer the pros took longer than last year to finish the swim because the currents were not were were intense but were not in your favor or they're just like really hard to navigate and i so what happened was that i was on the boat and they take you out on the boat like at like 6 15 in the morning and then at like 7 15 the start was very surprisingly like chaotic like it there wasn't like a, a really neat way to start the doors just open and the thing the the horn went off and i thought like they would be like okay professionals go then these go and then age groupers which is us then we go no like the professionals went and then people just started jumping off the boat and i'm like did the race start and 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 then i was suddenly at the edge of the boat and i look and i see like this huge wave come and like push everyone like out of like in the wrong direction and then the dude right when i saw this there's some dude who's like jump 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 and i'm like what's going on like this is so chaotic like this is not like the neat like start that i expect from my previous races where it's like one two three go one two three go you know it's like yeah it's i mean they do say like they got everybody like all 2300 people or whatever off the boat in like 11 minutes last year and i guess yeah. that's why because we were like amazed at that number because like for my race last year i think it took maybe what like 30 45 minutes just to get and that's like i think it was probably more than that like it took yeah. like almost an hour just to get everybody in the water and this one took 11 minutes it was just so chaotic and 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 i'll ne i won't i was like i did a run today and i was just like reliving this memory like you yeah. jump and there's like nothing for a sec and then suddenly it's like and then and then you, your mouth is instantly you you like taste the salt water everything becomes like black right. and then and then you come up and then you look around and this like you see this crazy scene you see like alcatraz to your right in front of you is the golden gate so many swimmers all around you you see the shoreline to your left and then you see waves coming in and then you're just like oh my god and they tell you like just start swimming because like people can land on you and because they'll also jump while you're just sitting here and so they'll like, like jump like, on you on you yeah they'll jump from on the boat you. yeah because if you don't move because when you submerge it looks like no one's there for like a hot sec and they're and they're like making people jump so fast that people will accidentally jump on people who are submerged Okay, because I did see somebody when I was waiting for you to get out of the water. I saw somebody come out with like a bloody nose. Like it was like, not like a drip of blood. Like it was like gushing down his yeah. chin. And let me tell you, once you start swimming, it's so crowded. Like I, like my left arm is hurt because some dude like nailed it with his feet. It's like, it's brutal. That's like crazy. The, the first part of the race, you don't even need to worry about the waves, but the waves are there. It's more about the people and like 
fighting for position because people are going to be hitting you from behind. You're going to be hitting people in front of you, people on the side. Like it's just, it's just crazy because there's so many people and, and people don't like listen to directions. Like they're like, Oh, people under 35 stay on the first deck. You get off first. Older people get off. And that's because like most older people are going to be slower than younger people when it comes to the swim. Right. Like that's just, that's just fair. But yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm looking around and I see a bunch of 50, 40 like year olds and I'm looking at all these dudes and, and women and whatever. And I'm just seeing like you guys are and so they're jumping and people are it's just it's just chaotic. Like even when I sorry, even when I went to rack my bike in the morning, yeah. people didn't rack their bike by their numbers. See, and that to me is crazy because I've never been to a triathlon where like that shit's okay. Like yeah. I feel like usually like they're pretty like sticklers about like, okay, your spot's your spot. Like sucks to not be as good as a pro, but like that's the situation. Exactly. It was, it was like, it was a bit of disrespect. I just felt like it was a bit of disrespect from some of the participants on the yeah. rules. And this race is already so hard to pull off. And I know right. that every person who disrespects the rules like makes it harder for them to do it next year because suddenly like you know there's a reason why they have like younger people on the bottom and older people on the top for the swim there's a reason why they'll have you rack in a certain way like yeah this is all for these safety things i just said so people don't like smack each other in the head while swimming and then end up a bloody nose as you're not so yeah, and was, it was, like, one of the better organized races that I've seen. Like, the logistics were nailed down. Like, they had, like, opportunities for anything you wanted, like, you could do. If you wanted shoes to run from the swim to the bike, you could. Like, if you wanted all of this stuff, like, you could do it. It might, like, you know, you might not have the fastest time, but, like, it was very well organized, I think. Definitely the best organized race I've ever been a part of. It definitely felt like they really did care. And I feel like I felt like their objective in the race was like to even do the race, you have to be chosen. Like you have to enter a lottery and then get chosen. So I felt like the vibe I got was like, okay, congrats. Like you were, you got off the lottery. Like let's now make sure you have a great experience. Like that's why we're here, you know? Right. And oh, you and have to on... like qualify for the lottery. It's not like you can yeah, just. It's, yeah. Yeah. Also on the boat ride over. Yeah. They kept like just going on the loudspeaker and telling us to be mentally strong and not to <laughs> hesitate. Like this is not the time to have negative thoughts, have positive thoughts. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm like going to war or something. Everyone's that like, is so funny. They're like, <laughs> we're approaching the drop site. Everyone, positive thoughts, mentally strong. You've trained for this. And they, and they say- You've so trained many- for this. It's like the Marines. <laughs> I know. I was like, what am, what am I about to get into? Like, what? I, I wish you were a little low-key about this. They're like positive thoughts. Be mentally strong. And I'm like, what the, what? Anyways, so yeah, I jump and I swim. And then, and then, oh gosh, then the waves. The waves. The waves. They were so big. So like, were they like frequent or were they just like high? They were like the waves that you get, like if you're like near the sand and it go, you know, like in the in a beach, yeah. And yeah. there's like those waves are cresting. It's like that mm-hmm. size, like okay. uh, so it's like, but like it, not not small. <laughs> not no, small. <laughs> like at one point, like especially with the breathing, like at one point it was just like I had to like dive a bit to go underneath a wave, 
Because yeah. I, I would see one incoming, and when it hits you, it just, like, jostles you, and it's well, hard. Well, you're you also, can't... like, so you, when, you, like, to know where to go, they they do a boat that is supposed to, they run a boat that's supposed to, like, you're supposed to follow, right? And so you're essentially swimming, like, like in, in a... that boat's wake, and, like, all of these other boats that are in position around the swimmers yeah. to, like, make sure nobody, like, dies, because it's very dangerous, and, like, nobody gets swept into the like pacific ocean they're like all creating waves and so by the time that y'all started there were insane waves when like before any boats were moving we thought it was going to be so fast because there were literally no waves like it was so many waves it was like and the waves occurred you're right the waves were not there in the beginning in the beginning it was actually quite calm it it occurred at the latter end of the race where i think boats are like moving because people are getting off course and navigation was hard like there was a video on how to navigate but the video misleads you it makes you think like you swim to the shore and then you turn right Mm -hmm. no you have to like look at a landmark and then as you as you approach a landmark start to move your body towards the right towards the shore to make like this like half like u shape to arrive to the shore but you have to time it right because if you overshoot the shore it's really hard to swim back and i heard like so i got lucky like i got out and i didn't miss the shore like it was hard like i'm not i would not recommend this swim to anyone who hasn't like had experience of cold water and swimming in the ocean like if the, your only experience is swimming in lakes for triathlons like you need more experience so you don't freak the like freak like freak out you can pass like freak the fuck out when like you get slammed by a wave and you and you start drinking salt water you know you gotta like learn how to spit that shit out or else it's gonna be bad (laughs) yeah but i heard like i got out fine but i heard like there's people who got like swept to like the golden gate because they missed it and like yeah so like like, the uh, thing is apparently yeah the thing is okay so the i watched the race like i've said (laughs) and the leader of the race did not follow the boat like he went if you're looking from the point of view of a swimmer who's just jumped off the boat he went to the right of the like of the guide boat and so he came in like two minutes before everybody else it was insane like everybody who was watching with like around me we were all like one of the pros fiancés was where I was um and she was like oh my gosh I hope that's not my fiance like he's like you know off course and like that's embarrassing but then he goes in he's like apparently caught the current that everyone was supposed to catch and so he his time is like a minute and 40 seconds before everybody else is and he comes in and he's just like cruising but like everybody else who was following that boat I think they missed the current that was supposed to help them and they just like it was like really hard to stay on course yeah that's what happened to most of us because they followed the boat and everyone followed them and everyone was just following each other so everyone's just getting screwed, right? Yeah. Or maybe so the current was, changed. I don't know. I feel like I, it's such a well-organized race. I have no idea how they like track where that current is. I know. I, I'm just saying like it wasn't what they said it was. And I did, I think that swim in 44 minutes, Yeah, which is fine. But I came out of that water and I was like, wow, I'm so glad like I did the practice for the cold water and the ocean swimming and that I'm a strong swimmer. Yeah, because like 
the getting hit by waves and stuff is exhausting. And if you're not ready for it, it could really like overwhelm you quickly. And also it's just like you're in the middle of the freaking bay. So you just look around and there's like pretty it's just it's 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 really cool actually to see the stuff around you, but it is like quite intense. Also, there's a lot of kelp. I got hit in the face and my feet with kelp, and uh that was not like fun. So Yeah, to give some perspective on like the times, like the the conditions this year versus like last year, which it's a notoriously like hard race, but like last year, um, that triathlete I was talking about, Eric Lagerstrom, he won and his <coughs> time was 25 minutes exactly. This year it was 3140. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's what I'm saying. Massive and they difference. told us it to be faster than last year. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I also like I will say with regards to the kelp I saw so many sea lions and I was really hoping you were gonna be like oh yeah they swam next to me like a dolphin because they were so freaking cute there was a family of five this is not have to really do with the race but because I don't think they interacted with anybody but I think it's notable because it was I was like adorable I was fighting for my life so I if they swam <laughs> right like next to me I would not have noticed them I was just like looking at the shore just every time I do like a couple of strokes, look up, yeah. see how much closer I am, just praying like and trying to orient myself to. And then also I didn't know where the ending was. So I was just like, fuck, like where where do I get out of the water? I know it's near this red building, but and then I saw like the cheering group of people and I was like, yeah. oh, bless, bless, bless. I, I know where to go. And then after you get out of the water, you have to run to the transition station. Yeah. Like I had to make this run because I was trying to like catch Yasha before he started his bike. It is not a short run. Okay. No, and I had to do barefoot, but my legs, my feet were numb. So, you know, I didn't feel the pain. Because but, of the cold, they were numb? Yeah, because the cold, they were numb. My they were numb. I couldn't feel my feet, which was which helped for that run. Honestly, a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they do have a mini transition area where you can like after the swim put on your shoes and stuff. But, you know, putting on shoes when you're wet. I just yeah. wanted to distance myself from the water. I, I got out of the water and I'm like, okay, the hardest part of this race is over. At least I thought. Right. And, uh, like, everything else is on land. Let me just distance myself and start the freaking bike. Like, I'm done with this swim. And I just, like, didn't you... stop. I just started running. And I passed a lot of people running, actually. Nice. Um, <laughs> Do you think the bike was harder? Um... For me, physically, it was more challenging. Uh, really? Like my, my quads burned more. Like the bike was... was just so hilly. It was just constant, soul-crushing uphill. Do you know what the that, elevation was? It was 1,700, I think, feet <laughs> in 18 miles. Like it was no down. Like there were some nice downhills and it was beautiful, but it was just like climbing and it's the kind of climbing where it's like steep grade and soul crushing. Like when I was on the run, I saw people like just walking with their bikes. And I honestly, like multiple times in this race, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this hill. But then yeah. the hill's so freaking steep. If I unclip, I'm going to fall. Like there's no way I'm going to like unclip. Yeah. Anyways, so I like, feel like watching the Tour de France show on Netflix was really good preparation for that. Cause they're just climbing like I don't know, mountains. Yeah, I don't like I I can't even comprehend. Like, do you feel I, like you were prepared? <laughs> I I maybe like mentally. I don't know. It was like the bike was even difficult. Yeah, 
So the, that's all uh, you have to say about the bike. It was just a lot of climbs. It's really hard. I would say if you if you want to do the bike and want to do it well, I don't. I would say it's not enough to be like go on like an eighty mile, sixty mile ride, and you're able to do that fairly quickly. I say the best way to train for that would be to just practice like technical riding, where you're just like going down and turning on tight corners and doing intense uphills. Like if you can get that practice down. Yeah, that will probably like give you the most bang for your buck versus like having like intense good endurance. Like for me, I'm not a good biker technically. So on the climbs, like my endurance kicked in. I was like, okay, I was passing a lot of people. Like right. I'm an endurance athlete. I got this. This is not tiring. But on the descents, like mo- a lot of people passed me because I just wasn't good at descending and then like also turning and stuff. So you weren't and, like, you're not like good at descending at high speeds. Yeah. You're not and like not, comfortable and also, with that. Yeah. And also just not good, like technical writer. Like I don't know how to move my body. And that really like bit me in the ass for the bike. And so that's, I would say like, if you're a good technical rider, then you have really nothing to worry about on the bike, but it is a beautiful bike. Like you're going the coastal highway. It's like, it's beautiful, but it is like mostly all climbing. Like, yeah, you just I do need think to, I do think the bike like favors like really technically savvy riders like Eric because he like you know does mountain biking he he like is comfortable with descents tight turns all that like the bike is his fifth limb or whatever exactly <laughs> so, yeah. okay so how was the how was the run then was um, that like the easiest part for me it was the easiest part that's because I'm a runner by like, I'm an endurance runner by like training and yeah you I do run- a lot of marathons I do a lot of marathons. I run a lot of hills, like running I can do and (laughs) technical sort of running where it's like, because the law of the run is not on pavement. Most of it's on trail and uh, it's like, and some's on sand now. Yeah. So there was like a mile on sand. That was like a first time for me. I was just like, oh my God. Also, it was just like, I got splashed by the ocean because you run right next to the sea and it's coming out and it like splashes the athletes. Wow, that picture is probably sick. It is very sick. Uh, <laughs> and there's like an aid station in the middle of the beach. It's kind of insane. Also, it's just like I, so I, yeah, so I started the run. I was also, I was also tired from the bike, but I don't know. It was fine. It was a lot of climbing, um, yeah. obviously. Uh, it was like intense. The only parts that like broke me like crushed me was the sand the only part that did crush me was that sand ladder okay this it's, is like infamous though yeah so like it is. the sand like, ladder I, I i heard like ladder i heard like steps okay and i'm like okay right. like i've climbed running before i can do a step right so i enter the first steps and it's hard like running <laughs> up like like 100 200 flights like it was difficult like by the end everyone around me was just walking like no one was running up those steps yeah the times for these steps for like people watch like listening are like 15 to 25 minutes (laughs) like it's like crazy insane it really like messes with you do you know how far like how long the steps are i don't know so the steps i'm referring to this is not the sand ladder yet but this this is the first steps that like you go up to the golden gate bridge area okay okay but and and then you just keep climbing and climbing and then you descend onto the beach um and then you think it's over 
and and you know running on the beach is hard and then you see the sand ladder and oh my god okay so it's, this is what takes 15 to 25 minutes this is the what reason I was why to. the sand ladder is hard because the steps are not like steps like they are sort of steps but they're really misformed so okay. it's not like clear are they made of sand they are and some of the steps have like been degraded so instead of the steps they have these like wooden planks that wobble and because other everyone's like running on them they like wobble like back and forth and some people like get scared and it's hard to balance on them and it's steep like if you fall backwards you're gone like you're just you're just falling like there's no and they but a good piece of advice is there's like ropes on each side yeah and me and this other dude this this kid from stanford who is like literally we were just like passing and repassing each other the whole race he ended up beating me because i was like at the end i was just like i don't care <laughs> like good for you bro <laughs> and we were just dragging on the ropes like to get up this ladder like we were just like like it was a lot more upper so just like pulling ourselves up these steps because it was so hard yeah that's insane like i i didn't actually as like a viewer you can't really see this part of the race you just kind of hear about it and you can see on the app, like on the Escape from Alcatraz app, you can follow athletes and you can see like the times for this section of the race are so long. Like people are going like six minute mile pace and then they get to these steps and it takes like 20 minutes. These sand ladder, I mean. Yeah, exactly. And so. Uh... So then by the time you finish, like, how'd you feel? <laughs> I was just, I was honestly glad it was over. I was like, uh, the last, the miles go by quickly for, at least for me for the run, because it's so scenic. It's so cool. And I never done it before. Yeah. So I, I glanced at my watch. It was mile six and by mile six, you're just, it's just straight descent all the way down. And so it, it all like worked out like, and so by that time, it's just actually pretty straightforward the run. And then you just like finish it and it's pretty good. The crazy thing is like the dude who finished first, his name's Mark Dubrick, the pro. This was like, I think one of his first like pro races, which is like insane in itself, but also like he was giving a post like win interview, I guess, because he was so far, he was like four minutes ahead of second place. Um, and he was like talking and they were like, how did it go? And he like, wasn't breathing hard. He wasn't like, he didn't look tired at all like he was smiling and waving and i was like holy shit yeah i mean that guy's a beast like the last mile is flat so i figure like a good athlete and the lead that he had he probably didn't have to like sprint so he was probably like you know semi jogging maybe because i saw him on the way mm -hmm. back and I, when i was starting to run he was finishing it and i saw <laughs> yeah. him and i initially i didn't think he was a he wasn't I didn't think he was like an athlete on the race because he was just so chill like he looks like this is a jog and like the other two the second and third place they were like yeah. fighting for their lives like long gates focused intense he's just like he just looked like he was having like a ball and so I was like this dude's just like a good runner that's not part of the race so yeah he, he so second like and third place was Eric Lagerstrom and Miguel Maddox in that order the but that's yeah the as yasha was saying like mark dubrick is a beast like another another level of a dude because he was chilling like yeah that was crazy chilling like a villain 
Except he's a, I'm sure he's a good guy. He's not a villain. No, he seems super nice. <laughs> um, that many endorphins, yeah. you can't just kill your husband. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so legally bronze reference. Um. So anyway, would you recommend this race? I mean, I, I want to do it regardless, even though you've definitely scared the shit out of me about the swim. But like, regardless, I want to do it. But like, for somebody who's like hemming and hawing, would you be like, nah, dude? you gotta get yeah i would would say do it i would say it's a once in a lifetime experience and uh when you finish it you are you do feel really proud regardless of the time for doing something so physically demanding and in such an iconic area and the everyone's super nice like you can feel the community among the athletes and i would say that i would say i would recommend it like if you're thinking about doing it definitely don't have this be your first triathlon that's not a good idea. I guess you have to qualify for it, though, to be fair. I don't know. There was one girl there who was like, oh, this is my first triathlon. I got in through university. And I, and the dude was like, oh, shoot. Wow, <laughs> this is a crazy first triathlon. She's like, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I was like, okay. And I didn't see her rest of the race. Shit. Uh, but I would say, like, if you've done, I would say you have to, like, I would say if you've done more intense races than yeah, this. Yeah. So a marathon half Ironman, something with like longer distance, you have to be solid on the endurance. Like when I say 18 miles to you, when I say eight miles to you, when I say 1.5 mile swim, you should not feel like those are long distances, right? Like you should feel like those are short and then have that kind of endurance space. And if you have that kind of endurance space, then you could definitely like, I would say go for the race because uh, for me, like, I've biked 80 miles. I've run marathons. I've definitely the swim. I mean, swimming is a different sport. You know, you can always like just BS or swim, but um, okay. not biased at all. But like, but like as someone who's done that, this race was still difficult for me. Like it was still yeah, hard yeah. with the elevation. So yeah. It is also like hella expensive. Okay. The yeah, entrance yeah. fee is like $800. Yeah, it's like I think it's like around seven forty, and then of course you want the pictures that adds another hundred. You know, it's it's expensive, so don't like sign up if you're not sure. To like, yeah, would you say like it's worth that much money? Yeah, for that sure. is truly like an absurd amount of money. I would say like yes. Or like because... what your race took three hours. Like, I'm burning like I don't know how much how much a minute you think is that like that's one eighty divided by 700 so that's like two one eighty oh times 60 yeah so i'm like burning two three dollars a minute that's crazy that's i would say crazy. like i would say over would two dollars yeah over two dollars over three dollars wait no <laughs> almost three dollars almost three dollars yeah i would say that it's i would say like i wouldn't do it every year Maybe I'll do like maybe once, twice, three times in my life. I don't know, but um, I think like it's definitely worth the money for the experience that you have. That they they take good care of you, and you get a lot of stuff. Like you get really nice shirts. You, get you do nice get a lot bag. of shit. You get and this nice absolute... like towel poncho thing that I really want to steal from Yasha. It's sick. Yeah, it's like those and you things get a surfers cool athlete shirt. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. Get a cool medal. Yeah, the medal is and... pretty sick. Of all races I've ever done, like running races, triathlons, whatever, yeah. this is the best post-race food. Like they had really good pasta, cookies, and they had this like chef cook, like 
I could see the chef was like making this stuff fresh and had like drinks and it was it was like really well. I I personally I'm like and the organization with the bags like and the ferry like I could see where my money went. Like I felt taken care of. Like it didn't feel like they were like just go. It felt like they yeah. cared, you know. So. Fair enough. I mean, with the ferry itself, I imagine that's pretty expensive. But yeah, that's crazy. I still want to do it. I'm glad I got to see you do it. I'm glad you came and talked about it. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Um, I would say like a big shout out to all the volunteers. Uh, I don't think the race would be possible without the volunteers, the people in the orange shirts. Uh, <laughs> they are the ones who move everything around. So I just want to say shout out to the volunteers. I and love also, that you sound exactly like the race director right now, literally <laughs> quoting from it. And uh, so big thank you to the volunteers. <laughs> and also a uh, big thank you to the, of course, the race organizers and the community. It's definitely very hard to do. And, and me. Bi- yeah, big thank you to uh, you, <laughs> Victoria. Vic, for, and all your uh, friends. Yeah, and all my friends and my family and you, of course. Especially shout out to you and my family. You woke up at like 2.30 a.m. to yeah, get nice. ready for this race. So. Yeah, okay. That's a part I want to mention. We had to be at this place. The last boat to the shuttle. big boat. Yeah, the last shuttle to the big boat leaves to the ferry, I suppose is a word. Leaves at 5.45 a.m. And like the first one leaves at what, like 5 a.m.? And so we were in a suburb of the bay and we had to wake up at like 2 30 to be able to leave at four to be able to get there by five and on the boat i mean on the bus because there's also so many people that like the line to get on the bus is crazy the like number of people that can fit on the bus is obviously limited the time that buses need to come back it's crazy yeah it's preach time. honestly we were, preach yeah we were there from like what four something four forty five to like I don't know, like 11. 10, 11. Yeah, it was, we were there for like legit eight hours and had been up since 2.30. Yeah, I mean, friends I feel came, like- His friends came to watch him and I was like, what have y'all done today? And they were like, dude, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've lived a whole life. What are we talking I feel about? Like, I feel like we all, you, my family and I are still like recovering from that like crazy sleep to five day. <laughs> Truly, if you're a spectator, like it's a sport in itself for this race. Like the watching the like racer do the actual race is really easy because the transition area is the same for each transition. And like they have to come in from the swim and the bike and the run all at the same place. But you're there for so long. And yeah, anyway, if you're a, a watcher, a spectator, that's the word, I would come prepared, bring some food. Find the good bathrooms. Don't use the porta potty. There are better bathrooms available. And yeah, probably a blanket. Take a freaking nap. Literally, I wish I took a nap. I was just like pacing basically and like meeting YouTubers. <laughs> I met Jenna from Jenna and Miguel, the YouTube channel, um, <laughs> who are like age groupers gone pro. They were like elite age groupers and they like turned pro on their YouTube channel. Or at least Miguel did. I don't know if Jenna's pro. But anyway, I met Jenna watching Yasha. And that was really fun for me. So (laughs) she's very nice. Yeah, super nice. Anyway, thanks for talking. That was fun.
Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. I hope uh, <laughs> I hope I inspired someone to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. Worth. I'm stoked to do it myself. Yes, I'm stoked to be there to watch you do it. <laughs> okay, see ya.